This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is, I was really surprised to see this story this week. CSIS um, still going all out in confronting the threat of primarily Chinese intelligence operations in Canada. You probably remember the news stories that um, Chinese authorities had set up clandestine police stations in in Canada. Remember that? Uh, and they were using them to exert influence on Chinese nationals in Canada. Now, this week, a very, I think, rare public warning from Canada's spy agency with a list of do's and don'ts on how you can avoid becoming a target for Chinese intelligence operations. its I've never seen it before. It's really quite remarkable. We're going to chat with Andrew Kirsch now, a former intelligence officer with CSIS and the author of I Was Never Here. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Now, it seems to me like this is a, a really unusual move. How uncommon or common is it for CSIS to go public with a warning like this? Well, I think that's the uh, the interesting part. This uh, the Chinese and uh, foreign governments using LinkedIn as a recruitment tool to connect with, yeah. uh, with individuals is it's been reported in the past. There's a, I was looking up recently his article in, in 2019, but that, that CSIS would go out and make a public warning about this uh, is new, and I think is of note. They are taking more proactive step to say, "Hey, look, this not just this is a, an issue, but it's an issue here, and we're seeing it, and we'd like everyone to know about it and be." Uh, a little more situationally aware, uh, so we can uh, defend themselves. So yeah, I, mean, I think it, it is uh, interesting. It's sort of it definitely it adds some urgency to it, right? Like if if you're going public like that, it leads me to believe that wow, this is a, a major issue that they really want some help in in, in dealing with. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, I don't say strike while the iron's hot, but we're talking about uh, foreign interference and we're talking about uh, these types of uh, threats, and so it's good on thesis for saying, look, these are the things that we're seeing, and it's uh, not just. Maybe election interference, but also kind of espionage, foreign influence, uh, espionage and sabotage. Those are those are part of uh, CISA's mandate, which is to collect information. In this case, they're you know advising Canadians. This is happening here. It's something to be aware of, and you know be careful what you're doing online. Uh, you know we put information about ourselves. In this case, that we're looking for work. You know where we work, what we do. Uh, that can be exploited. It can be taken advantage of, and you know they're clearly seeing enough cases of it. Uh, that they want people to be aware of the person reaching out who's who's claimed to be an HR recruiter and is asking, you know, for information about what you did, what you work on, what sensitive information you have, uh, that they might not be who uh, you think they are. And so be very skeptical uh, when dealing with uh, the folks online. Yeah, and like you say, they go go through it pretty good detail in terms of how yeah. it works. So they start with that sort of, you know, we're a recruiter and we want some information about what you do and what your area of expertise is and can you produce a report for us? And then it goes, we'll pay you for another report and before you know it, we're into an area where they're getting information that you shouldn't be providing them, right? So it, there's a progression to it. Absolutely, and they're moving from the platform where you'd be, you know, reaching out to trying to get off that platform to go to, to text message, to go to other instant messaging applications, to say, you know, let's move this conversation here to a more, you know, private area. And they're not, you know, very rarely is someone going to come out and say, look, I, I need your help to spy in your country or to uh, give us trade secrets. It's going to be this kind of slow walk uh, from, hey, we're, you know, connecting, love the chat, to uh, we, can you write us a report or. 
looks like you've been working on interesting things and, we, and we'd love to some more information about it just to you know, validate your credentials or to validate um, you know, what you say you have access to or, or, or can help us with. And you know, little by little, you, you, you kind of get back to this corner where uh, you've, you've walked over a line and you don't realize it maybe until uh, you've gone over it that, oh, that maybe that was uh, not something I should have shared uh, or you know, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought it was when we started. So it's, it's clearly uh, you know, that's happening and they're saying, well, you got to stop this before, uh, before it gets too far down the road. Andrew, as somebody who, you know, a former intelligence officer with CSIS, someone who's been in this world and understands how it works, is the method that's described here, is that new? Is that unfamiliar? Is that sort of like, yeah, that, that's the way that they do it? Well, you know, wherever we're accessible, right? Uh, the people are looking, and we're and we're doing this. You know, we're looking for people with access to uh, information uh, and access to sensitive information. In our case, it's to investigate threats to the security of Canada, and in foreign government cases, it's to advance their economic interests. It's to gain advantage. And where can you, you know, find those people and get good awareness on what information they have, but on sites like LinkedIn, where you're listing you know, everywhere you work everyone you worked with, maybe some projects you worked on that you're proud of and you're boasting there, uh, it's kind of easy to go and scan around and say, oh, this person uh, might be of interest from where they worked and the project they worked on. And here's a way to direct message them and get instant access to them. So, you know, where we make ourselves available, that's kind of an avenue that's easy for them to approach. And obviously doing it in a clandestine manner, uh, using a way that people use LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I don't want to say everyone on there is not a real HR recruiter. There's plenty of legitimate people on there using it. Uh, and then just you know, they want to raise awareness that not everyone is. And that's you know, a method of approach that most people would be receptive to. Oh, it looks normal. I've, I've said I'm looking for work. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. This person says they're a recruiter. Like, you know, makes sense. And then you said go down this road. And they said, well, let's continue this conversation uh, through text or somewhere else. And you go, hey, you know, that seems strange. Well, maybe it's strange for a reason. Andrew, in terms of who they're targeting, uh, is it is it primarily Chinese nationals, or you know, with this kind of a tactic, I, I could it be just anybody? I mean, could anybody yeah. encounter this? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's everybody who or anybody who has the access to sensitive information and possibly in a, uh, a sensitive sector, you know, where you've had uh, working on. It could be green technology. It can be uh, during COVID, there was a lot of vaccine research. You know, these were areas that have particular interest, uh, and it doesn't matter who that individual is. Uh, it is what information they have access to. If it's uh, privileged, sensitive, uh, valuable, uh, they will target it. Uh, and so that's kind of the also the awareness. It, it, everybody is vulnerable. You know, if you're out there looking for work and uh, you're from a sector, then you could be a target. Uh, so it's, the CSIS is trying to say that, you know, be aware. Uh, be you know, you're not sharing information that you shouldn't be sharing you know, just because you maybe worked on a project uh, that is still sensitive and shouldn't be um, given to you know, outside of the bounds of, of what you were legitimately working on uh, when you were at a company. And uh, yeah, just be aware that you could be targeted for access to that. I mean. Wh- could you, I mean, I don't know if you could do this unwittingly, but I'm just starting to think, could you find yourself sure. in a position where you're suddenly, now you've broken the law, like you're, you're, you're a danger of uh, being sent away, you know, on espionage charges? Well, that is, you know, the challenge is that people, as I said, uh, you don't want to be unwitting, uh, unwitting participants in this, in these activities, right? You're trying to be helpful. 
we in Canada, we're, we want to be helpful. We might be applying for a job, and, and people say, well, I just want to make sure you, you know, could you write a paper that uh, talks about this area that you worked on? Uh, that could be a benign, we're, we're looking, uh, a benign request. You know, we look, we uh, we want to, some information, and you're freelancing now as a consultant, and we'd love you to write a paper on yeah. XYZ topic, right? And that might seem like a you know totally normal, and we're going to pay you for it, a uh, legitimate request. And you just have to be very careful that the information that you are providing uh, isn't sensitive. And of course, um, yeah, that that's on, on all of us to do. So it, I think they're very concerned about the unwitting. You know, they're very concerned about uh, not just the people who it's explicit, uh, but the folks that may find themselves vulnerable to being an, an, an unwitting uh, you know participant in, in one of these. You know, scams or uh, um, traps or whatever we're going to call them. And, and one of the things that goes hand in hand with that and with the Chinese police stations that were being operated in Canada, as CISA is saying, we need to do a better job as a country of sort of opening mm-hmm. up these lines of communication so that people feel like they can come and report it. They can they can go to the Canadian authorities and say, hey, this is what's happening and I'm worried about it because that's not happening right now. Uh, absolutely, I think you know clearly they're they're raising awareness of people cannot be uh, victim to these types of uh, encroachments, but also that if you see something, say something. Yeah. You know, if you are seeing things that seem strange or unusual, and please, please, you know, there. I was an intelligence officer for just under a decade, and I was knocking on doors. You know, I was in, in Toronto and asking people for help because I had information that that maybe they may be able to provide that would assist a national security investigation. If you have information that you think might assist a national security investigation because you know, you've been approached or you uh, have found something that looks like it may be on the wrong side, uh, please, please, please. Like that's what uh, thesis is there to do. And I'm, I'm sure that they hope that not only when someone approaches you to say, will you help us, like a, a thesis intelligence officer says, you know, uh, can you help us? But if people pick that up on their own, they'll pick up the phone and say, I'd like to, to report something I'm not quite comfortable with. You know, I saw your... I saw your release, and, and someone's kind of doing that, and, you know, I, I think you should be aware of it. Yeah, okay. It's it's amazing stuff. Yeah. Andrew, thanks so much for walking us through it. Great insight, as always, sir.